Welcome to the Mindful Life Podcast. Join me, your host, Marianne Eve, mental health social worker and mindfulness educator, as I navigate living my best life with the intention to educate and raise the collective consciousness around the benefits of living a mindful life. Each week via the Mindful Life Podcast, I will bring to you a range of content, including special guests that explore mindfulness, mindset, and mental health. Are you feeling tired or are you under stress? Are you overloaded or just generally feeling overwhelmed? Well, I'm really excited to share a very special stress reduction tool that I've been using and recommending to my clients for a number of years. Calm is the number one app for meditation, relaxation and sleep. With over 21 million downloads and achieving the Apple App of the Year in 2017, Calm is so perfectly aligned with all that I do as a mental health professional and all that I teach here at the Mindful Life Podcast. It is the perfect stress relief strategy and the perfect mindfulness tool. The app has so many fantastic and easy to use features, including Daily Calm, a brand new 10 minute meditation every day, 100 plus guided meditations covering anxiety, focus, gratitude, and so much more. 80 plus sleep stories to settle the mind and relax the body. Exclusive music tracks for focus, relaxation, and sleep. Calm Masterclass featuring world-renowned mindfulness experts. My personal favorites include sleep stories, and I've recently discovered Calm Music, which I have on a continuous loop at my practice, in counseling sessions, and in classes. I also love the Calm Masterclass videos, which cover some fantastic topics, including gratitude, happiness, and mindful eating. And not to mention all the great features the app now offers for kids, including sleep stories, meditations, and lullabies. I'm so very excited to be partnering with Calm to bring you, my listeners, some amazing offers. Calm is so generously offering the Mindful Life podcast listeners a free four-week subscription to the Calm Premium app. All you need to do is head to the following link, calm.com forward slash calm health trial. That's calm.com forward slash calm health trial. And just follow the prompts to enjoy your free four-week trial of Calm Premium. You'll be feeling calm, relaxed and at peace in no time. The Mindful Life podcast acknowledges the Wurundjeri people who are the traditional custodians of the land on which this podcast was recorded. We recognise their continuing connection to land, water and community and pay respect to their elders past, present and emerging. Please be advised that the subject and the content of today's podcast may be distressing for some listeners. There will be discussions along with personal accounts of the 2009 Black Saturday bushfires. Please exercise listener discretion. This episode is unsuitable for children. And if you feel that you may be upset or triggered by listening, you may want to consider whether this episode is suitable for you. A 
Australian mental health telephone numbers are also listed in the show notes if you do require some support or assistance. Hello and thanks for joining me for episode number 18 of the Mindful Life podcast. In today's episode, I talk about the events of Black Saturday. 10 years ago, on February the 7th, 2009, Australia's worst natural disaster hit the Australian state of Victoria. The 400 fires that burnt out of control that day caused much destruction and devastation, and my small mountain community of King Lake was severely impacted. Today I share a few facts and a few stats, and I share a little bit of what it was like to live through that day and beyond. Flames, lots of flames, trees on fire, 100 foot high, um, embers, branches falling, animals running for their life, other people trying to escape, the fear on their faces, um, just beyond belief. Absolutely beyond belief. Very scary. Uh, I've never seen anything like it. It came out of the forest at 100 miles an hour and it just took everything in its path. We are in almost uncharted territory. And when I say uncharted territory, there are no records that show the sort of fire conditions tomorrow predicted. to the rest of Australia what your personal thoughts and feelings were when you visited those areas? Not really. The, um... collision there and I couldn't get him out and still get in the car there. Okay. We just have no one, no one to talk to, nobody knows. Oh no. Yeah, and, and all, their, all their best friends are dead. Yeah. Their kids are dead. And Tomorrow's run over to daddy. Yeah. 
tragedy beyond belief, beyond precedent, and really beyond words. The 7th of February 2009 will now be remembered as one of the darkest days in Australia's peacetime history. We have completed the identification of the 173 persons reported missing. I think this is a once in a lifetime fire. God help us, if it is God willing, we don't see another one. In the days leading up to the tragedy that we now call Black Saturday in February 2009, the weather was hot, incredibly hot. We were seeing record temperatures ranging from around 40 to 45 degrees Celsius. And for those not familiar with the metric system, that equates to around 110 to 115 degrees Fahrenheit. Now, heat is not unusual that time of year in Australia. It is our summer. However, Victoria is the second most southern state of Australia. It's at the bottom of our country, pretty much, second only to Tasmania. So we don't often get long spells of heat. We do get a summer and it can be warm, but it's not usually many, many days in a row of heat, which is what occurred just before Black Saturday. And the bush itself was tinder dry. And on the actual day, temperatures reached 47 degrees in some parts of the state, a record for that time. Winds also travelled at between 100 to 120 kilometres an hour, eventually causing the fire front to join up. So one might say conditions were perfect for fire behaviour. Later that day, the country fire authorities' worst fears became a reality when a number of fires were burning out of control by the afternoon of that Saturday. And before long, looking at the map of that day, it looked like much of the state was burning. It was a firestorm. There were fires in many rural and semi-rural locations in Victoria, with over 400 individual fires burning that day. All in all, over 15 communities were affected and some communities were completely wiped out. 173 lives were lost and over 400 people were injured. These fires have now been classified as Australia's highest ever loss of life from bushfire. There are a number of causes of the fire, including arson, machinery use and lightning. The fires in my community of King Lake were caused by a faulty, unchecked power line. Some years later, a class action lawsuit would find the power company, SP Osnet, liable for the King Lake fires, citing lack of regular and adequate maintenance, being the culprit for those particular blazes on that day. So the affected communities would never, ever be the same again. So much destruction and so much devastation, and worst of all, the sudden loss of life on such a large scale. This is what is known as traumatic grief, that is losing loved ones suddenly under horrific and shocking circumstances. And added to this is the collective trauma of entire communities. This would leave long-term deep scars. As well as the horrific loss of life, there were many other losses within the state of Victoria. 450,000 hectares burnt, over 7,500 people were displaced. Over 3,500 structures were destroyed, including over 2,000 plus houses. 59 commercial properties, which included things like shops, pubs, service stations and golf clubs, were lost. 
12 community buildings, including police stations, schools and churches, were destroyed. And close to 400 machinery sheds, uh, nearly 400 hay sheds, 19 dairies, 26 wool sheds and 729 other farm buildings were lost. And there were also numerous agricultural and horticultural losses, including over 11,000 heads of livestock, along with numerous crop grain and hay losses, too many to mention. So at the time, along with my young family, we were residents of the mountain community King Lake and the community of King Lake on that day was virtually raised. There were 120 deaths and 180,000 hectares burnt. We personally lost friends and our children lost friends and classmates. Whole families perished. My children lost their school, their childcare centre and kindergarten. Our life was as we knew it changed that day. It was the start of the school year and the kids were due to go back to kinder, childcare and school. And I was due to return to work. But all of a sudden there was no school, there was no kinder or childcare centre. So I would not be returning to work and my kids would not be returning to their school, their kinder or their childcare anytime soon. There was so much to absorb and take in, which is impossible when we were all still on high alert and still in survival mode, not to mention the feelings of sadness and loss. But we had our lives and we had each other and secondary to this, we had a roof over our heads. We were the lucky ones. We had far more than many others had and we were so grateful. And even though we felt lost, we were able to count our blessings. In the days, months and the years that followed, Black Saturday, we saw the absolute best of humanity immediately following the fires. Australians opened their hearts and their wallets to the tune of $372 million. This money went to supporting those affected. We also saw much practical support and assistance with people coming up the mountain to figuratively and literally roll up their sleeves and get into the trenches with us and offer a range of support. There was a lot of help and there was a lot of support and this truly did help us as a community. Kindness always helps. I remember reading somewhere at the time when the pain is too much to bear, look for the helpers and this will give you hope. So a really positive memory that I have is the Australian Army erecting a massive mess tent and cooking us meals for many weeks post-fires. I'm not sure how long this went on for, but I can't tell you how wonderful it was when I, like everyone else, was sleep deprived to not have to worry about cooking meals for my family. It was such a relief to be given uh, a healthy plate of food and to be able to share a meal with others going through the same as me, uh, the same as my family. I think this really helped me a lot at the time and it was a good way to bring the community back together. So 10 years on, the community of King Lake has moved forward after the fires and over time some people chose to move on. They chose to use um, the fact that they had lost their home as an opportunity to make another life somewhere else. Uh, others rebuilt their home and there are now much more um, in the way of support services available in the community and many lessons have been learnt from that day. I, along with my family, left King Lake just under two years ago, but I still feel really connected to the community. I get up there whenever I can to catch up with friends and on occasion I do run uh, the odd event or course um, up on the mountain when I'm asked.
So that day, Black Saturday, has put so many of these small communities on the map. Um, No one really had heard of King Lake pre-fires, but it's now certainly in the history books, uh, sadly for all the wrong reasons. But it's a strong community, a resilient community, and this isn't the first time bushfires have hit the mountain, and it may not be the last. This is the reality of living in the bush. And I remember reading a sign someone had painted and put up not long after the fires that said, King Lake, the town, still too tough to die. And I think that was pretty spot on. So I thought I'd finish this episode with a very special song. This song titled Lest We Forget features Aussie singer-songwriter Cam Tapp and the children of three schools that were lost in the fires. Um, It also features my daughter who was eight at the time. Uh, She lost her school as well. Um, It's an incredible song of hope, resilience and strength and it reached number one in Australia in May 2010, about a month after it was released, uh, which was very exciting. And all proceeds of the sale of the single went directly to rebuilding the three schools that were lost, um, Strathewan Primary, Middle King Lake Primary, which was my daughter's school, and Marysville Primary. And I'm hoping that it does get through the copyright firewall. If it doesn't, um, if you're not able to hear the song within this podcast on the podcast platform that you listen to, please search Lest We Forget by Cam tap and that's tap with two p's to listen and i'll put that in the show notes as well it's a bit of a tearjerker so i will say my thank yous and my farewells now before i play the song i don't think i've ever listened to it without um having a dry eye and without becoming emotional so thanks for stopping by to listen to today's very special episode um, on Black Saturday, the first in a series of episodes that I hope to be publishing to commemorate the 10-year anniversary of Black Saturday. In upcoming episodes, I will share my personal story, my account of what happened that day uh, and beyond. So stay tuned for that. And if you have learnt something today or found it helpful, please feel free to share this episode. You never know, it just might help or even enlighten someone else. And if you are listening via a podcast that allows you to leave a review, please consider leaving a few kind words and hitting those stars. And until next time, may you have peace in your thoughts and your hearts and share it with others.
For any reason you have found the content of today's podcast triggering or distressing in any way, please consider accessing some professional support. Australian mental health telephone support numbers are listed in the show notes. You've been listening to the Mindful Life podcast with your host, Marianne Eve, mental health social worker and mindfulness educator. If you'd like further information or you'd like to connect, feel free to make contact via Facebook or Instagram under the handle Mindful Life Podcast or via email mindfullifepodcast at gmail.com. <music>